There's an inconvenient truth I know we'd all like to ignore, but listen to me. The second wave is coming. I know that scares some people out there, but burying your head in the sand won't change the facts. And what are the facts? Well, I'm going to tell you, along with a bit of personal insight and a list of eight things you can do to prepare yourself and your staff for the inevitable second wave. Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Each week we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. I want to help you do more covers and drive more revenue. So each week I choose a topic, we pick that topic apart, we come up with some key insights, and then we always finish up with an assignment, right? I leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the ideas we talk about here on the show, because as I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, I'm recording this on Friday afternoon, October 9th, and here's where things stand. The facts simply presented. Yesterday, this country saw 928 new coronavirus deaths and more than 56,000 new confirmed cases. So over the past week, there have been an average of 47,000 cases per day, which already was an increase of 12% from the average two weeks earlier. And as yesterday's total shows, the numbers are still going up. So far, uh, nearly 8 million American citizens have been infected with this coronavirus, and we've had more than 212,000 deaths. This episode, I promise, has nothing to do with politics. This is about your safety and the safety of your patrons and your staff. It's also, though, about the survival of your business. This week, cases are rising in 36 states. Nine of those states have seen their single-day records shattered at one point this week. By all accounts, the second wave is starting. So it's not a matter of if, but rather when. Now, as many of you know, I live here in Brooklyn, where earlier this week, the governor of New York shut down nine zip codes simply because they'd become virus hotspots. Now, as luck would have it, because of course it's 2020, I happen to live in one of those nine zip codes. Schools shut down on Tuesday, totally shut down, and all non-essential businesses have been forced closed starting today. The restaurants that had just resumed indoor dining last Wednesday are now back to takeout and delivery only, just nine days later. And I believe this is just the beginning, right? So way back at the beginning, we kept hearing that there would be a second wave. It's not a matter of if, it was a matter of when, that when the weather got colder, people would spend more time indoors and that would make for perfect conditions uh, for the virus to spread. The spring seems like a distant memory, right? Many of us were able to reopen the summer, but, but I want you to think back to the way things were in the spring. We got shut down so quickly, all forced inside, uh, businesses had to shut, and it took a long time slowly reopening things. But again, 
this summer kind of lulled us into this false sense of security. It, it almost felt normal. We were able to kind of go about our lives. Uh, restaurants uh, resumed uh, outdoor dining and then and then indoor dining. It, it felt like we were on our road to recovery. But I think we've forgotten what they kept telling us from the beginning, that there would be a second wave when the weather uh, started to uh, to turn colder. And so that's where we are. It's October. It's starting to get colder. In fact, just uh, the other day, I was listening to an interview uh, that was talking about how November, December, and January are still on target to be the worst months yet of this entire pandemic. And I know that sounds odd because we keep hearing about how the, the vaccine is right around the corner. But remember, the vaccine may get approved by November or December, but then it has to get manufactured and distributed. So they've got to make enough doses uh, for everyone in this country and enough uh, doses have to get spread out to this country. That's not going to happen overnight. That's going to be a matter of months and months and months. And before we get through that, before we get to that point, we are going to have to go through this second wave. Right. So here in New York City, we were ground zero for the first wave, right? That everybody sat glued to their television in, in uh, April and early May and just how bad it got. But I really think we're going to be ground zero for the second wave as well. And, and what I'm seeing here around the city uh, kind of tells me that. So I believe there will be many spots across the country that are going to get shut back down, just like we've been shut down here in New York because of the spikes in the infection rate. And I don't know, maybe I'll be wrong. I certainly hope I am. But if you don't take this opportunity to come up with a contingency plan for yourself and your business, I think you're missing out on an important opportunity. Now, a year ago, right? I don't think any of us knew, uh, certainly we couldn't have conceived that this sort of global pandemic was possible. Right? We, were, we were naive simply because we had the luxury of being ignorant. We live in the wealthiest nation on earth and enjoy the comforts that that affords us. This, this simply wasn't on our radar, certainly wasn't on my radar. And I'll remind you that back in March, right, most of us thought this would just last a couple of weeks at most, right? We'll just go through this, it'll pass, and then we'll be back to normal. And now here we are almost seven months later, the world is turned upside down and is certainly a long way from normal. So we might have been surprised that first time, right, back in March. But I don't want us to get surprised again. You've all heard the saying, right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We should know better. Certainly right now, we all have to know better. We've been through an experience that has reshaped us, that will continue to reshape and redefine the way we do business in the future. So now is the time to start building a plan. On today's episode, I want to share eight things I think all of us should be doing right now to get our businesses and our staff ready for this inevitable second wave. So number one, brainstorm ideas, figure out what you can do to keep revenue coming in if restaurants are indeed shut down again. Right, so back in April and May on this show, we, we spent a lot of time talking about the pivot, right? Uh, so maybe you did pivot in your restaurant, maybe you didn't, maybe you decided just to, to shut down completely and just uh, wait till the worst of it was over. But I'm gonna hazard a guess and say, you probably can't afford to just shut back down again. And you can't afford to simply pivot to something that's gonna be uh, just a just a little bit successful. You need something that's gonna keep revenue coming in in a real way, right? We don't know what other stimulus packages are coming. We don't know what sort of federal relief is uh, is on its way. Certainly, um, we, we can't rely on that. So I want you to think about what you did last time. I want you to think about what you did to pivot. 
And then what can you learn from that? What, what have you already learned from that? And what can you continue to learn from that and apply to the future? And then I want you to think what else you can do. So a lot of the time we've been talking about the pivot on this show and we were talking about diversifying your revenue streams so that uh, in the future, restaurants won't just be making their money from diners who come in and eat in the restaurant, right? But we're also gonna build out a catering side and, uh, and a takeout and a delivery side and, and retail and, and education and, and all of these things, all of the different ways that your business can make money besides just serving people when they come in. So I want you to think about that. What else can you do? What have you learned in the months since the uh, since the pandemic first hit? What have you learned in the months of listening to me on this podcast? What else can you do? How else can you generate revenue? To come up with an answer to that, I want you to think about how you can serve your audience. I want you to think about who they are, what they need, or, or what they will need. Remember, the basic foundation of this show is it goes all the way back to episode one, right? What is marketing? It's about figuring out what the product is, who it's for, and then how you can reach them. So worked in, in reverse a little bit, it's, it's figuring out problems that need solving, coming up with a solution, and then letting people know that you came up with a solution for their problem. It's the same thing, no matter what your business is, whether you're feeding people or or, or creating, you know, making clothes or uh, creating a gym or a school, whatever it is, you're solving problems. So figure out how you can serve your audience, figure out what they need and what they may need in the future. And then again, I want you to think about how you can diversify your revenue streams. Uh, what 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 are all the things you can do, right? So so takeout is nice, but it's not going to pay your bills. What else? Retail, home meal kits, Zoom wine lessons, whatever. We've talked about this ad nauseum. There are tons of examples out there. Look at what other restaurants have been doing around the world. See what you can steal. See what you can adopt as your own. That is going to be crucial. Uh, as we uh, as we look at a second wave and a new round of shutdowns. Now, number two, I want you to put an action plan into place for each of those ideas, right? Know who is responsible for what and how everyone is to execute what they're supposed to be doing, right? So you're gonna take a piece of paper, list out all of your potential revenue streams, and then figure out what you can do and what you can't do, right? So you come up with eight ideas and you say, well, five of these aren't really gonna work or, or three of these aren't gonna work. So we're just gonna focus on these. These we think we can execute on. So then you have to build an action plan for each, a, a critical path, what needs to happen and when in order for you to be able to deliver on that service. You figure that out and that's gonna put you in a really good place to succeed moving forward. Again, for everyone listening to this, there are plenty of people out there who are ignoring this, who are burying their head in the sand, who are thinking, nope, it's just gonna pass. Nope, the second wave isn't coming. Nope, we're totally fine. We've, we've started doing outside dining. We've moved back inside. We're gonna be good. I'm telling you, if we get shut down, they are going to get surprised. Make sure you have an answer for this. Make sure you have a plan. Then number three, it falls right in line. One, two, three. The first one was to figure out all the things you might be able to do and how you might be able to pivot and diversify your revenue streams. Number two was again to put an action plan into place for each of those ideas. And then number three is put a budget into place. Make a budget so that you can build something that can at least keep you solvent. So now over these past many, many months, I know I keep talking about the numbers, but the numbers are the key to succeeding in business. A business, by definition, 
needs to turn a profit. If you're not turning a profit, uh, either for the, the shareholders, whether that be an owner or stockholders or whatever, if it doesn't turn a profit, then it doesn't have any reason to exist. So if you're going to figure out what you can do and then put an action plan into place, you want to see if that even makes sense. you got to build a budget, even a rough budget, so you can start to understand what you need to do to be able to keep yourself afloat. So that's uh, some rough projections of revenue, some uh, rough idea of the expenses, how much it's going to cost, and you got to make sure that the income minus the expenses equals a profit. If not, then you can't do it. So what are the activities you can do to drive revenue and what will it cost to execute those activities you need to know the numbers before you go into this thing run those numbers now number four then make sure you've exhausted all resources like grants loans etc again like i said a few minutes ago we don't know what's going to happen with another stimulus bill with with further uh, support and resources for for small businesses so i know many of you uh, out there were able to secure a ppp loan or uh, maybe also an sba loan go and see what other stones can be turned over. Are there any more grants out there, any more loans? Uh, and remember, not just federal money, but state and local funds as well. Maybe explore options with your bank. What will you need to do to create a bridge to get you to the other side of this? Now, in the end, you may do all that research and decide not to take any money or to take any more money. That's fine. At least though, you will have made an informed decision gather all your information and see what's possible because as the second wave comes if there's any funding left over that's all going to dry up very very quickly take this opportunity now to see what's still out there number five then talk to your staff and make sure that they have a plan again the second wave could be worse than the first they need to be ready in case you have to lay everyone off again I think most of us listening to this care about our staff, and so I think you owe it to them to start talking about this stuff, to, to, start, to start airing out your concerns, not to make them panicked or scared, but to make sure that as you're getting yourself and your business ready, that you're able to get them ready, to put them in a position to succeed. Remember, you want everyone to be in a good position. This is how you, uh, this is how you build community, by taking care of those around you. So I don't think there's anything wrong with starting to talk about this. Make sure people are, are, are putting away a little extra money, that they're, that they're saving as much as they can, that they're prepared for this potential. Number six then, continue gathering email addresses. I promise you, this is the single best way to keep in touch with people when they are not dining in your restaurant. Remember, I talk about it all the time. I am all about email marketing. I think you need to double your efforts in the coming weeks to get email addresses. You are going to need a reliable way to keep in touch with your people if your place has to shut down for in-person dining. And no, social media is not enough. You need uh, to get to people's inboxes. Number seven, hopefully you've already negotiated terms with your landlords and, and your vendors and purveyors and all of that. But if you haven't, get ahead of this now. Or if you need to renegotiate, Open up a discussion so that you know where they stand and more importantly, they know where you stand, especially if worse comes to worse. Figure out what you can do, figure out what's possible, open up a dialogue. I think a lot of people are fair out there. Um, it's, it takes much less effort to just keep you afloat than to have to kick you out and have to find a whole new tenant. Um, so, so start that conversation. 
And then finally, number eight, come up with a broad communication strategy, right? So we talked about email. Email, I think, should be the centerpiece to a communication strategy, but come up with all of the ways you're going to talk to people. How will you let people know about a shutdown should it happen again? And more importantly, how will you let people know what you're offering and how much it costs and how to buy it, right? So again, just posting on social media isn't enough. You need a better plan, a plan of attack, not just to let people know you're closed, but to let people know that you're pivoting and how you're pivoting and how they might be able to get involved. You got to be able to tell them uh, how you're going to continue to serve them, that, that you know what they need and you've got a solution to their problem. So what are you now offering and what are the ways that they can purchase that offering? That's what you need to do. Those are the eight things. Again, I'm going to go through them really quickly. Number one, brainstorm ideas. Figure out what you can do to keep revenue coming in if restaurants are shut down again. Number two, put an action plan into place for each of those ideas. Know who is responsible for what and how everyone's going to execute on the plan. Number three, you got to build a budget so you know that the numbers will work out. Number four, make sure you've exhausted all resources like grants, loans, SBA loans, whatever it is. Make sure you've got as much as you need to create a bridge to the, to the other side. Number five, talk to your staff. Uh, let them know that you're planning and that they need to plan. Number six, continue gathering email addresses. It is the centerpiece of the communication strategy is the best way to keep in touch with people. Number seven, hopefully you're negotiating terms with your landlords, but if not, open that dialogue now. And then finally, number eight, right? Beyond just email communications, how will your communication strategy unfold? What are you gonna do with your website and your social media channels and advertising and all of that? Come up with a plan. And that's it. Again, I believe the second wave is coming. Already, I'm seeing the mounting anxiety here in New York City. Certainly, I'm feeling it more than most given the fact that I'm in one of the nine zip codes that have been shut down. And I promise you, it took weeks and weeks and weeks for this city to slowly open up, slowly, slowly. And they shut these nine zip codes down in 48 hours. I'm telling you, they will drop the hammer quickly. I believe this thing will continue to spread and there's a good chance that businesses, especially restaurants, will be forced closed. And even if they don't get forced closed, I think as cases continue to rise, people will become nervous about indoor dining all over again. I want all of you to get through this and so I'm taking this opportunity to help you make a plan. Your assignment this week is to go through all eight of these areas and get yourself ready, to get your restaurant ready, to get your staff ready. Hopefully you don't ever need to put the plan into practice, but at least you'll be ready in case you do need to shut down again. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you have a few minutes, I'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps give us a boost in the rankings, which simply allows us to reach more people. As the community grows, so do our chances for success all boats float in a flood. If we all band together, we can help to start a restaurant revolution where profits aren't just a daydream, but a guarantee. Until next time, stay safe and stay creative.